you know that, right? Get out of my face, Sam, or I'll break it. Welcome, everybody, to episode 92 of The Four Dorksmen. I'm Nate, a.k.a. Angry Nate. This is Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. I am Collector Clint. Hi, this is Val. <laughs> you guys are <laughs> terrible. And uh, we are joined this week by a very special guest. I'll let him introduce himself. Hello, my name is Andrew, also known as Finest Funko. Yay, welcome, Andrew. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. He's not just um, fine, Funko. He's finest, Funko. He's the, the finest. The finest, Funko. The finest, finest of them all. <laughs> awesome. A um, couple quick housekeeping things. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram, the underscore dorksman. Uh, you can always email us at dorksman at gmail.com. I still have to update the robot, uh, the robot, robot. the robot uh, response. So if you get the old one, I'm sorry. Give us another email in a couple of weeks. I'll, I'll probably fix it, but I probably won't. Um, make sure you're listening every week because we've got lots of stuff going on. Uh, and if you want to play bingo, make sure you go to dorksmanbingo.com. We love to see your bingo cards. Um, as always, uh, shout out to Andrew from the Torby Mind podcast for building that for us. And Larry from the STS guys for building us that amazing redirect. Um, yeah, you do want to listen to our episodes every week as we head towards episode 100. Uh, because Clint will will fill you in on why. Oh, lucky me. Well, anyway, uh, if fill you guys him in, have, Clint. I'm gonna fill him in. Yeah, fill him in good. Fill him in fill, good. Fill Keep him going. Yeah. That's right. Put all Stay that strong. filling in it. Anyway, um, <laughs> if you guys haven't heard and you haven't been paying attention, we are now part of Cross the Streams Media, which is our network with other podcasters. So please check out CrossTheStreamsMedia.com. See what's all there, and, and there's a lot of cool stuff there. All our social stuff that Nate just talked about is there. Uh, and uh, even even more so is leaving reviews. We have merch you can buy there. We even have a voicemail option, which we're going to try to use. So uh, when you go there in the lower right-hand corner, there's a little blue microphone. Click on that, and it'll help you leave us a voicemail so we can listen to your shenanigans or your Ask the Dorksman question. So with that said, though, if you have been paying attention, we are doing a celebration for episode 100. And we are ready to announce how to entry or how we're going to choose our second entry to do this. Go to crossthestreamsmedia.com, find the Four Dorksman page, and what I need you to do is share that link in Twitter. So just like you've done with other things with sharing where you heard the episode or where you've heard the Funko Funcast, whatever the case is, but you got to share that link specifically. Tell people why they should listen to 4D in the Twitter post and include the hashtag Finest4D. So Finest, all one word, for the number D, just the letter. Everybody clear on that? No. Okay. No, it's too much. Do it backwards and spell it out. <laughs> I meant more on the uh, sharing the link in the process. I, I, you guys can figure out the spelling, I'm sure. But Is that the number uh, four or Roman numeral four? I would. I prefer the uh, Arabic number four, please. Or is it four like in golf? Uh, it'd be better if you use the number versus the word. What, what if, if I, I spell out the word? Sure the finest. If you spell out the word, your entry won't count. So if you want to try to enter this contest, you have to follow the directions. Wait, I didn't think I 40? could enter anyway. So screw you, Clint. Well, you can't, but Michi can. So, you know. Okay. Or 14. Can we can we make it 14 instead? Again, you can, but you won't be entered. So, again, share the link where you find it, crossthestreamsmedia.com. 
share our link specifically for the Four Dorksman podcast with the reason why you should listen to the podcast and the hashtag finest 4D. Good luck. 40, like the number, 4-0. Again, you won't, you won't be entered, but sure. Use whatever hashtag you In want. Fact, use all the hashtags. Use every hashtag possible. What if you hashtag the word hashtag? Like, does Twitter blow up? Is that like the... <laughs> it's hashtag... It's, it's hashception. <laughs> or is that makes Twitter else? implode on itself. Hashception. Interesting. Ooh, are you writing it down? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's writing it down. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so... So how are you, Andrew? <laughs> I am doing good. I'm in. I'm in Im- immersed of your culture here. And I Andrew can enter, by the way. And... Oh, and yeah, you should listen to that, Andrew. You can enter. He's, he's, he forgot the instructions hey. already because we. Well, the good thing is the podcast, and you can go back and re-listen. Yep, uh, you can enter, but you can't exit. Oh, you can rewind the podcasts or start over. I could check no. in, but I can never leave. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. Hotel that's right. California over here. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly right. Our podcast is a Roach Motel. <laughs> it uh, really is sometimes. It, it, Did you write that I'm one down, to too? I'm to the, the finest hotels here. Yes. <laughs> like a Motel 6. Jesus. Or a Howard Johnson like Hotel. Oh, or Super 8. Is Super 8 just <laughs> n- numerically better than Motel 6? Because That's it's exactly. got an 8 instead of a 6. And they keep it an even number. They're like, we can't have 7. We got to go 8. Yeah. That would be 8. I'm going to... I'm going to open up a Hotel 9 and just put everybody else on business. you got to keep it even numbers, so it has to be a 10. No, stop trying to tell me what to do. <laughs> You're not my dad. <laughs> or are What you? about a Motel 18? Or is that a bit too suggestive? Well, I mean, one, Hotel 182. <laughs> How about that? I mean... If you could only see Ryan's face right now, it's amazing. Because he's just like, he's done with us. And we barely started. We haven't even, even his started. camera's trying to make him leave. Like his camera's yeah, like his camera just away. Like, he's like... Away. We're we're getting out of here. We're and leaving. Of course, now it doesn't want to focus. It doesn't want to. <laughs> it doesn't want to recenter. Great. That's awesome. Ah, good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, I it does. You got the to turn L six into a Ritz Carlton. <laughs> we'll do it one day. That's our that's our dream. There you I, go. I don't care if you have actual dreams. That's 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 our <laughs> new dream. Screw, <laughs> screw your old dreams. Now we're screw your dreams of your children and stuff. We're we're gonna turn the Motel Six into a fine establishment. Um. Anyways, we've we've gone far off topic enough. Like Ryan's camera over there. Um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. That is stupid. You see AI. Ryan's face. It's great. Uh, Jarvis is drunk today. He's fired. Uh, <laughs> Friday, where are you? Let me see if I can so, fix this. Kinda. I'll keep going. Hey. Keep going. I'm just, just keep I'm going. doing my technical strong. stuff in the background. Stay strong. <laughs> All right. So, uh, as always, we love your Ask the Dorksman questions. Um, we've got some great questions this week that kind of uh, lead into our topic of discussion. But first, uh, our quest- but. our first question but comes from Ben. Uh, good buddy Ben, Benjamin Sager, uh, at Benjamin Sager on Twitter. His question is, uh, what established superpower do you not want and why? Uh, he says personally he doesn't want Wolverine's claws because it cuts them every time they come out and he'd probably have them popping out when he didn't mean to. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's a good question. I like this question. Mm-hmm. Have it popping out when you don't want it to pop out. Hmm. <laughs> Acc- accidental popping. Yeah. We've all been there. Today. Uh, Ryan's uh, trying to come up with more names for the podcast episode. Um. I don't know. Like the, the one thing that I could think of, and it would be, I guess how much control you had over it would be like the ability to like see through things. 
because I don't know if I'd always want to see through stuff. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I'm growing up in New Orleans. I've, I've been to Mardi Gras a number of times. And, you know, there are certain things I, I saw that I wish I didn't see. And I couldn't imagine that just being an everyday occurrence, if you know what I mean. So I, I think that would be the thing, unless I could control it. And then that would be great, I guess. Um, but then if people knew you had that superpower, you could be, you know, accused of being a pervert all the time. So I don't, I don't know if I'd want that one necessarily. I think, I think they could keep that one. I think that'd be the one that I would not want of, of all the different ones. Interesting. Interesting. Um, for me, I was driving in traffic today and I just thought to myself, I would hate to be the incredible Hulk because I could not drive a car. I'd be too upset all the time. I get angry oh. at every driver blow up my car just be mad the whole time. just yeah hey so, think about that so i think uh I'm sorry nate but i think my answer is the incredible hulk nate's just oh, shaking fair. his head here he's like so he's much so cars <laughs> right that i i agree i i would yeah no i like that that's a fair uh that's a fair answer kind of going off of what joey said um in a way shape or form i would not want to have what professor xavier has and the ability to like feel everybody because just e imagine the e immense like noise i guess is a good way to describe it that's going on in your head at all times and you can't mm -hmm. turn it off i would not want that makes sense no that makes sense how about you andrew uh, i i was tossing and turning with this question uh i came to the conclusion of cyclops uh, I felt like with his, you know, wearing the glasses 24-7, me wanting to have a perfect night's sleep, wearing something that is around my face, around my eyes, it would be irritating. And I'm like, I would never get any rest. I feel like I'd be insomniac with just being agitated, wearing these glasses or wearing some kind of covering with my eyes. So I won't use the rays to, you know, hurt anybody around me. So I, I kind of selfish a little bit in a way of, of wanting my rest so i, I would say uh cyclops was my choice okay i wonder I'm if he could get away with just wearing an eye mask like one of those gel eye masks from the spas like could he get away with just wearing that instead of the as long as that like the infrared you know <laughs> stuff inside it but as long as he can't open his eyes and he's fine yeah basically mm -hmm. yeah so if he opens them underneath the gel eye mask would it just shoot through the eye mask i would assume so uh, tape them shut. Yeah, because they're. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I'm gonna divert to Clint here because he's like the resident X-Men expert among all of us. It's not really lasers that are coming out of his eyes, right? Right. It's it's some sort of um. It's it, I want to say plasma beams, but that's not right. But no, it's, it's something. Not. It's not like just straight up laser. Yeah, it's, it's not, not just a laser. Light. It's some sort of um physical laser physical object that laser. That's right. With quotes around it. It's <laughs> lasers to come out. Yeah, yes, obviously exactly. X-Men is on my forte within the ball. No. I just feel like I, I had braces for many years and I had to wear a headgear. I can only imagine having something for my eyes mm. the whole time. And I I try to wear a mask. I'm like, man, I can't wear it. I just mm. I, I'd be agitated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's totally fair. I like that answer too. That's a good answer. All what it says, I Googled it. I missed oh. the bell the first time. It Four just says he emits powerful beams of energy from his eyes. Ooh, just energy. <laughs> yeah, but it's not just lights. I mean, yeah. anyway. Not a laser. Anyway. Yeah. Google for the win. Right. Yep. And Nate, what's your answer to that question, buddy? 
Um, I would have to say I wouldn't want to be like like Beast. Like I wouldn't want to be like a blue furry monster all the time. No offense, Sully. Um, <laughs> like, but you know what I mean, right? Like, I just wouldn't like. I I would love to be like a genius. And I could do math, right? Um, but yeah, I wouldn't want to be like this is blue monster wandering around all the time. And I guess with his power, like that's it, right? Like you're, well, you're super strong player. and ac acrobatic, so it's not yeah. just it's blue. Any, like, any but, smart. Yeah. But what but I take away that, from this is that Nate doesn't want to shed on the couch. Yes, because Banner does that by himself plenty. So I don't need I don't need more uh more shedding on the couch. But more same love with, like, for Lisa um, to clean up. Yeah. Like that and like uh like the th like thing? Like I wouldn't want that either. No. Right? Like so Nightcrawler comes to mind, same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's my my vain answer is that I don't want to look ugly. <laughs> Uglier than I already do. You said it, not me. <laughs> my wife's laughing in the other room. Like, smart lady yeah she's so, like, would you be okay being mystique you didn't mention her in all of this oh yeah probably well, I, mystique, you can change you can that, change yeah. your appearance right right so can beast if he has his injection well that's true uh, i don't think that was i think that's more of a movie line than a comic book line i know but yeah good anyway. catch well, good catch just good analyzing you. yeah good analyzing ryan we appreciate that what i'm um, here for <laughs> Awesome. Thank you, Ben, for the question. Uh, we like your answer. A lot of us stuck to very similar to X-Men answers. Yeah, the mutant seems to be yeah, the, the mutant seems to be the, um, the a, a common there. theme for us. So yep. yeah. Yep. Thanks, Ben. We appreciate the question. Um, our next question, which will definitely spark some debate, uh, comes from our buddy John, uh, Bizarro John on Twitter. Uh, his question is, what is your Mount Rushmore of comic book movies? So no, we did Avengers, we did MCU movies. So mm -hmm. this is a twist on that. Uh, all comic book movies. So for those of you that aren't American or failed American history, on Mount Rushmore, there's four heads. So you <laughs> pick four movies. If Trump had his way, his head would have up there. But anyway. Uh, Let's not go there. <laughs> Wrong podcast. Wow. Idiot. So it, it was really interesting when we got the message from Clint earlier today what the questions would be because McGuire and I were out yesterday walking and this was literally the topic of conversation that we had. Like, what would be the Mount Rushmore of superhero movies? So it was really weird that you had messaged that like to us and our choices. Hmm. And, and I'm going to tell you the same thing I told him yesterday. I can get to three real easy and then that fourth one becomes really difficult to, to come up with because it's like, to me, there's like a tier one in my mind. So it's like really easy for me to nail down three. And hmm. then there's like a whole lot in tier two. So like my top three for sure would be Logan. Oh. Um, hmm. Yeah. Um, which I, I think doesn't get the love it deserves. No, it doesn't. Um, You're right. It's a really good movie. Yeah. It, it's it's excellent. Um, great story, great acting, just great everything. Um, Endgame. Um, mm -hmm. And I debated whether or not I was going to put Endgame and Infinity War together. And then I said, no, they're really two separate movies. They, you know, they they should be their own. So I just went with Endgame um, for that one. Uh, the other one is Dark Knight. Mm. Uh, or at least I've talked about the Christopher Nolan effect on here before and how he kind of ruined it for a lot of comic book movies <laughs> come after him. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it was difficult for me to come up with that that fourth. If it was like, um, like because the the question was comic book movies, 
And if it would have said like superhero movies, I could have easily come up with my fourth because it would be The Incredibles. Yep. Like this is my mm. favorite Pixar movie and one of my just favorite, obviously, superhero movies of all time. Um, but since that's not what he said, like I said, it was like, okay, do I want to go with Thor Ragnarok? Do I want to go with uh, Batman Begins, which I think are excellent movies? There's some of the X-Men that I think are great movies. But, but in the end, I had to go with Black Panther. And, mm. and the reason I go with that is I just think back. It, it is it is the um, comic book movie that I saw the most times in theater. And it, it may be the movie that I've seen most times in theater. I think I went and saw it like four times, which normally I'll do like two for like a really awesome movie, maybe three. But I saw it four times over the course of like six weeks. So I, I had to put it as as my fourth I'm really glad you said that. I was looking at superhero, not comic books. So now I'm three because Incredibles was on my list. Um, mm. It is now obviously gone because that's not a comic book movie, yeah. which is the question. So quickly answering, um, the, the first one would be X two. I, I just that's the best X Men movie. Good so pick. I'm there, yep. Uh, second one would be The Dark Knight, obviously. Uh, third one would actually be Infinity War. I liked Infinity War more than Endgame. Thinking back to it for a couple reasons. One, um, it kind of got everybody together in the first place which was kind of neat to see how that all happened. And then two, it's one of the few, I think only really comic book movies that doesn't have a happy ending or at least a, you know, everything's back to normal kind of ending. It's like, oh shit, <laughs> things, yeah. things are, it's like Empire. It's like the Empire Strikes Back kind of thing. It's, uh, it wasn't right. just, you know, everything there. Oh, this fourth one though, I'm having an issue picking, but I think for the sake of time, I'm just going to say Deadpool. I love that it was a different take. Uh, Ryan Reynolds almost said it too. It. It's funny. It's comical. It's different. Deadpool. You know, I was trying to go through the X-Men movie too, thinking if I'd put one of them and, and I almost came up with, I would have actually went with days of future past mm -hmm. just because I like the ambition of it, you know, crossing mm -hmm. over, you know, uh, the original with the reboot version. And I thought was very interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, I almost also went with uh, into the spider verse because when I was thinking Incredibles, oh, yeah. Yeah. and then said, well, I'm going to stick animated. I mean, it's hard for me to name a more, just beautifully animated movie that I've seen. Agreed. Agreed. That's great. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. Lots of tier two movies. There are. Uh, no surprise here. And by the way, this is not going in any specific order for mine, but first and foremost, original Iron Man for obvious <gasps> reasons. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. Uh, Endgame. Iron Man from 1967? Dude, that's a piece of shit. <laughs> Number two would be Endgame. All right, I'm calm on... down, Logan. Yeah. <laughs> And I had a I had a really hard time choosing between the last two here because you guys brought up a lot of good points. I tossed around the idea of Dark Knight. I tossed around the idea of X2. Mm. I tossed around the idea of Days of Future Past because ironically, I just watched the movie when I was eating dinner the other night and it rekindled my my love of what they did with that film and how they ended up, like Joey said, meshing the past and the present, you know? Mm. Yeah. Which was never it was done so before. Ambitious. Yeah, it's so never been done. The, fact that they the thing I off. hate about that film, though, is why the hell is Kitty Pride the one that can do it? Like her superpower is to run through walls, you know, mm. not uh, not transport people and use psychic abilities or whatever the case was to to transfer Logan to the past. Like, yeah. that's just so stupid. It is. And then, but I am gonna nail down Logan because I agree with Joey. That mm -hmm. movie does not get the respect and the love that it deserves. It's such it's such a different take on Wolverine's character. And I remember, I think I was coming home from SDCC and either 
one what was it 2016 and i had finally watched it for the first time and i remember vividly crying on the plane because it was so heartfelt because i didn't mm -hmm. i didn't know what to expect out of the film I, I purposely didn't watch anything i didn't ask any of my friends about it i'm like this is a really good film so that would be three and i do want to see the noir version i haven't seen that yet yeah that too um i'm gonna go off an oddball pick here for my fourth and I don't think any of you guys will agree, but I enjoyed the film a lot. I'm going to say Watchmen. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because that was one of my tier two ones as well. Because again, like Logan, I think it just gets bashed because of the the changes that it made from, from the comic. Um, but I love that movie. Now, I like the TV series more. Mm -hmm. um, I think it, it was better executed because I think it, it only took the source material for inspiration and didn't have to worry about sticking to a quote unquote comic based script. Yeah. But I like Watchmen. I, I, I would not fault you for that choice at all because it was almost one of mine. I have not seen it, so I can't comment. You but should. I, yeah. It's I'm, just I'm really sure sad it's that DC put it out at that time because, mm -hmm. you know, it's like saying with Marvel, if they did Guardians first before they did some of the uh, these other properties, it probably would not have done as well. Mm -hmm. If they had done the opposite and maybe the, the Watchmen in place of the series they dropped it now after the success of suicide squad and justice league and all of that i think it actually would have been recepted a lot better because it was a good film it's just a, you're taking an unknown relatively unknown property within the dc franchise and you're plopping it down in everybody's lap they're like who the fuck is rorschach mm -hmm. unfortunately right or dr manhattan if you, if you didn't read the if you didn't watch the original movie or if you didn't like read the graphic novel it was hard to I thought it'd be hard to get into if you didn't have some kind of knowledge about, about it. the TV series. Yeah. 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 Like if you, if you didn't have some kind of background, because there's a lot going on. There um, is. But um, if you don't, I would still say, I would still recommend it because they do a really, really mm -hmm. great job of kind of explaining all the background as well as you go through it without any spoilers for people that haven't watched it, <laughs> but it's definitely worth watching. Yeah, so. But going back to the movie part, though, is just for that time period as well, it was just way too dark for the masses to understand mm -hmm. and fully appreciate. But it is a really good film. Very well produced, yeah. well written. So, yeah, that would be my fourth. Cool. What about and you, Andrew? Going what do you above, think? It was going above. I was going to say Watchmen was uh, also going above the boundaries of, of how dark comics are. And I thought that movie encapsulated that moment in it really almost catapult Deadpool because Deadpool obviously is the first Marvel that went dark, you know, or violent. Um, Watchmen was on my list, but now I'm going to have to like travel here. But uh, number one for me was obviously Iron Man. Uh, I love Iron Man because he's a character that cares so much about others and himself once he realized what he had created. Hmm. Um, my second one um I, I I don't know if this would be considered part of it, but I might have to change it. But uh, I really enjoyed the Kingsman uh, series. Um, yeah. But I enjoyed the Kingsman movies because of not only the cast, but just like how they tested the boundaries in the movies, uh, bringing out the dark comedy, but also the action scenes. Yeah. Um, my third one, I, I loved Garden, Gardens of the Galaxy. I thought it was really well done. Uh, just the music really... Uh, resonate with me because the music choices were like kind of my era and so i was like man what a what a great tribute to uh not only capture the comic but also the the music lovers as well 
Um, they did a really good job. Um, my uh, third uh, third one, since I replaced the uh, Kingsman, was the uh, Doctor Strange. I thought mm-hmm. Strange really did a good job of telling his story of how he um, came about and uh, just really not only hit on the characters, but also just really the emphasizing the magic behind the multi-universe that's going to obviously catapult the next phase of Marvel, which is going to be a big part of I, I appreciate um, what they did for him. And my fourth one, uh, I really enjoyed this series was uh, Kick-Ass. Uh, one, mm. two. Oh, I thought those good ones choice. Really, choice. really well. Yeah. So not only, you know, you had Nicolas Cage, but uh, you also had a lot of other actors that were really also uh, pulled from that movie to do other great things. Uh, quick side note, you know, you got Quicksilver from that movie. So uh, Aaron Johnson, <laughs> Taylor. So, uh, you got Quicksilver from which uh, movie? Uh, Kick-Ass. No, no, no. Both Quicksilvers, both the actors are in that movie. Yes. That was oh, that's joke. right. Yes, you're right. Oh, <laughs> bad joke. My bad. My bad. bad. I forget. <laughs> well, I don't think I, I didn't think Andrew knew that. That's why I was making sure. So, yeah. <laughs> both the actors that played Quicksilver have been in that movie. So, fun for That's mm-hmm. true. Or you can just say, well, quotes yeah. Pietro Maximov. Well, he also played, he actually played or, him in the X Men. I, I know. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the joke is lost. Okay. Let's yes. just move on. <laughs> You so went too far, right? Uh, you started it. I blame you. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Clint, take a nap. You need a nap. <laughs> Clint, take a nap. Clint, take a nap. And you, Nate? Um, I thought it was going to be easy. And, like, I think if I'm just going to, like, I don't want to, like, right off the top of my head, I did pick four, so I'm just going to stick with those four. Um, first one that came to mind was um iron man the first iron man it kicked off a incredible run of mcu movies um so it's like way 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 up there for me uh winter soldier um was is on my list as well uh it's one of my favorite mcu movies it's like i can watch it over and over again i think it tells a really 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 cool backstory of it just shows you so much more than um just just the continuation of cap story right which was um i thought it was was just really well told it's just a wonderful uh part of, of the mcu and my last two um would have to be dark knight um heath ledger's performance as joker uh, yeah. just was just incredible that, that will never be topped i don't think anyone can ever fill his shoes um and the other one is another batman movie uh the first michael keaton Batman. Mm-hmm. Oh, the original Batman. Um, the original. Yeah. That one too. Yeah. Yeah. So that one would be um, on my list as well as 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 my Mount Rushmore. I still remember watching it as like when I was a kid, and it was just like blew me away that like we had Batman from the comics on the big screen like that, right? Right. Um. So that one's always kind of stuck with me. Just incredible performances, even like with Jack Nicholson being the Joker was just so good, so so good. Um, it still holds up to today, so I, I, definitely one of those movies that I could just sit down and, and watch it anytime and s- still love it. So you know what really made that movie too? I think Andrew will agree here. The music from the original Batman film is so iconic with all the Prince <laughs> so tracks. Good. So yeah. good, so good, so good. It is really, really it good. really captures the I essence have... of that like late '80s vibe in mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. I do have a question. Did you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> no. Amazing. No, no. but I thought, I, I thought, uh, you know, with that soundtrack, you know, Prince really, uh, really hit the note with uh, the um, because it really, he, and that's what I think is so important in these movies is that that music can really can or will not capture the character because I feel like with Iron Man, uh, you think about ACDC, you know, you think about uh, Black Sabbath because of the, the song. And then with the, the 1989 Batman, when I think of the music, I think of Prince because mm-hmm. of just the, the start of the movie. And obviously when he goes and destroys the greatest paintings of all time. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. so this on the side note. Yeah, that's awesome. Some really good answers. I don't think there's any, there's no wrong answer here, obviously, because everyone has their own enjoyable well, movies. <laughs> Let's rewind. If, if say, anybody if, said Thor: The Dark World, we would kick was, them in the nuts. Yeah, I was about to say the only <laughs> wrong answer is Thor: Dark World. So, yeah. Hmm. But thankfully, no one probably has that as their answer. And if you do, yeah. that's cool. Please stop listening to us. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, that's just plain rude. That's just it's an angry rude. Nate coming out. Yeah, of this is this is me. I need Hot a take. Maybe I right? need. Maybe you need a Snickers. I should get a Snickers. That sounds really good. Um. Anyways, John, thank you for the question. Um. We'll love to see what your Mount Rushmore of comic book movies are. Mm-hmm. Um. Which kind of ties into our topic for today. Um. And this is your final warning before the episode actually begins. What we're talking about today, it's going to be a spoiler-filled uh, episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier um, series wrap this week, uh, six episodes. So if you're not caught up, please pause the podcast right now and come back to us because we will spoil uh, the show for you. And that that's that's what this episode's about. And why we've got Andrew on. So Andrew, what do you think of the show? Uh, to be honest, at, at first I was really disappointed because WandaVision really started the whole, you know, excitement again. And then when you got Falcon and Winter Soldier, it was like kind of like a drop off. But I understood after, you know, three episodes in what they were going to do. Um, you know, the first episodes, I felt like they were trying to cram a lot of storylines into the first couple episodes where you got the the flag smashers you obviously got the winter soldier story you got Falcon's, uh, story and then uh, you got the, the carter story so it's just like you're trying to and especially with six episodes you're trying to cram everything in and and i think you know looking back at it now it's like i understand what they were trying to do they were trying to you know basically set up for the you know the the final episodes which were amazing uh they ended it on a really uh, great note, and obviously the excitement for the next chapter. Obviously, I believe it's going to lead to the the Black Panther, Black Panther two, and and obviously um, you know branch off into different movies as well. But what for me, uh, I really enjoyed the diversity. I enjoyed how they were able to. Um, basically, pay homage to the comics of, you know, being Captain America and showing that it is okay that there's a different color to that shield, and 
it's a sending message to um, people that might not be aware of the comics because they just see the, the movies that, you know, there is alternate, you know, um, diversity wearing these suits. Um, and I just love um, also paying tribute to Isaiah Bradley, who was one of the super soldiers early on and talk about his story. I, I really thought they did a really great job of just uh, pushing everything down and then finally fi uh, fine combing it, you know, at the end of the final episodes of just like, you know, this is, you know, um, tying into basically a, uh, um, like basically a movie that is for everybody that can get behind somebody no matter what, you know, um, the person is in uh, behind a show, if that makes if that makes sense. It does. It's like more, mm -hmm. if I can kind of condense on this is what I'm understanding you're saying, is that it doesn't matter who's carrying the shield. If it's me, you, et cetera, et cetera, the next person down the line, there is people that will be able to get behind you and support you if you are the bearer of the shield per se, right? So in, in terms of like with um, Sam's encounter with Isaiah, where in episode five, Isaiah tells him, you know, they'll never let a black man be Captain America. And as much as Sam respected Isaiah's view on that notion, he came for it and said, I respect what you're saying kind of in a way, but I'm going to do it my way. And I'm also going to do it in a way that pays homage to you because you deserve that recognition. Right. And so at the end, obviously, of um, episode six into the Captain America Museum at the Smithsonian, that part of the exhibit, they now have a portion of that dedicated to Isaiah. The people mm -hmm. now know that he is part of the legacy of Captain America and the, and the shield and all of that. Yep. And, and I, and I like that they also on it. And, that, and I, I agree with you. And I also, it did enjoy that they did, um, with, you know, with Bucky, you know, they made it humanized where he was just this robot of getting these messages from Zemo and obviously from Hydra to go and do these missions. And it really, you felt even more sorry for, uh, for Bucky because the torment that he went through and trying to heal those wounds. And I thought that was be beautifully done to like, when he finally told the old man that he killed his son and I know how hard that is to do. And it almost is like Marvel just knows the strings to tug at your heart. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. dang it, man. I just hate being those shoes. Um, that they did that really well. And then obviously you got the, the villain sides with, uh, you know, um, with Carter, you know, and you know that there's something behind what she's trying to do. And you're like, oh, I just can't get her, you know, I'm like, I, there's something, I, there's something about her that I can't, I can't get, uh, um, uh, my hands around, but, you know, and then obviously with, uh, you have, um, uh, now us agent, um, with a uh, Wyatt Russell who did a really great job of, Bring that character alive, you know, first he, he played as an overachiever in the early episodes. And then once he got taste of the, the serum of the super soldier, then he started, his ego started changing. Obviously the death of his friend catapulted, you know, mm -hmm. that anger 
So now, and then obviously on top of that with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of like telling him he's not really a superhero, kind of like anger, and it kind of was beautifully done by Marvel to like just let that story unravel and then show eventually how he comes against the Falcon and Winter Soldier with, you know, with the people that are just feeding him, feeding him these lies about, you know, uh, about good guys and, and that he's just going into this, you know, trying to do what he felt was best. And, and it was like quickly shown that he could get easily brainwashed by his, you know, his sidekicks, you know, his friend that was his sidekick and his wife. And then obviously at the end, we got uh, Billy Dreyfus coming in as Valentina, you know, <laughs> feeding that fuel to the fire and and then tell him, telling him there's more to him than what they were trying to lead him on. And, and so um, I thought it was just a, a really great uh, episode. Five, uh, episode five and six were just really great and just made me want more uh from them because they just obviously are basically teasing me saying you know tune in for next week because we're gonna have this next episode of Falcon winter soldier sort of yeah if uh, only it were weekly right if, Ghost. Yeah. if only yeah so, andrew i have a question and then i i think this is something we can all discuss here who would you consider to be the true dare I say, villain of this whole episodic series here. Because, I mean, it clearly is not I've... Zemo. There, there, is, there yeah. is no way I would have thought five months ago that going into this show, we would have hated Captain America. You know, I use that term loosely because now he's a US agent. But right. we, we would have hated Captain America and we would, we would have loved Baron Zemo. Yeah. I feel... I feel it's Carter. I mean, I feel Carter is the the maestro behind this whole thing, um, just because of the interaction with the Carly, the Flag Smasher. You know, at that ending of Episode Six, where she basically got the uh, the character. Um, I'm trying to that I'm trying to remember the character's name that. Uh, came at the end where they had the altercation with Cardi and oh, GSP? the gentleman that was after the Falcon. George St. Pierre. Yeah. And also, yeah, <laughs> um, USC fighter. Um, <laughs> and you have them come at the end and, you know, you see who really is pulling the strings and that, that got me to thinking like she is the overseer of Valentina and also I believe of um so i think that with the the like the sixth episode where she's on a phone call um i believe she's talking to valentina you think so that's why I, I was gonna ask about this later because i'm still unclear about who she was talking to as she comes out i i 100 believe the the bad guy in this in this series we just don't realize it yet but it's the scrolls <laughs> that's what i was gonna say <laughs> I was going to say that, believe that, that Sharon is a Sharon scroll. Is a scroll. Yeah, I was and this is set in Secret yeah. Invasion. Secret Invasion. Yep. That's what I was thinking. See, I don't know anything about Secret Invasion, so I thought you were kidding at first. Oh, but, no. You know, no, no, um, no, okay. no. I don't think that's her. I don't yeah. think, yeah. No. even as jaded as she was by the way the government did her, 
I, I don't think she would have flipped like she did. I, I, I 100% believe that that's, that's not her. Um, whether that turns out to be a scroll or some other kind of shapeshifter, which I don't know why they wouldn't just go with the scrolls, because again, that sets up secret invasion in their own way in the MCU. Um, I just don't think that's something that she would have done. And hmm. that kind of brings me to my next point. If it's not her, it just goes to prove my theory that Malcolm Spellman may be one of the worst writers that Marvel has hired to do anything. And I believe that if they don't bring anybody on to help him out on Captain America 4, it's going to be thought of as the Captain America version of Thor The Dark World. Because this guy's writing was all over the place. Yeah. Like Andrew yeah, said a couple that. of times that it felt like it was like stuff was crammed in. And I totally agree with that for about the first three or four episodes. And then I feel like the last two episodes were dragged out. Like my first feelings on the series was, oh man, they're trying to cram all this stuff in. And it's like, now they're trying to take a, a two hour movie and cut it up into like several episodes. And they just ran out of material at the end. It's like they had this idea and, and Disney was like, oh, we need to get six episodes. And he was like, well, we got like five maybe. And like, no, it's got to be six. And he's like, okay. So here goes a montage of Bucky and Sam working on their boat together for 15 minutes. Like, and just some of the writing in general was just weak. Like we've seen all these people in other movies before for the most part. And mm -hmm. there was some very weak dialogue in some of the episodes like just like corny cheesy stuff i know it's a comic book series but we expect more out of marvel and i think it was just some lazy writing that was just it's like he dialed it in at some point with with the writing on some of the characters and kind of fleshing out some of the stuff i was just i was disappointed like the overall series to me was like a lot of highs and lows and it wasn't like a lot of in between like either i was really excited for the action and the plot points that were taking place, or I was really either confused about where they were going or just really disappointed in where they were going. I think, I think the best example of that is you built up uh, Walker's character to be this um, villain uh, for lack of a better term. Right. I mean, the guy killed somebody with the shield, mm -hmm. not just a shield, but the shield. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh man, Holy crap. This is awesome that they went here. And then he tried to kill Bucky and Sam on numerous occasions during the fight. And then last episode, it's like, Hey buddy, let's go yeah. beat up some people together. Yeah. I'm like, what? It's like Pat's Bucky like, on the back as they're walking away. I was yeah. like, what is, what is happening right now? Like, yeah, that really threw me off. Like, um, I was just, I was really excited when they did the Zemo bit, like in the first couple episodes, you see him put the mask on. He's like, you know, he's like a badass. He's carrying out his mission. Like he's not stopping. And it was just like, man, this is going to be really cool. And then like when they, uh, when the, um, I forget the name, the Dora, the Dora Milaje. Yeah. So they come, they take him away. Amazing setup for Black Panther too. And honestly, if yes. they ended the show there, I would have been happy. Honestly. Like if they just cut it there, I would have been like, you know what? They told the story. Let's let's move on. Let, let's see what else they bring up. Um, but like you guys were saying, the last two episodes were were actually quite good. Um, I think episode four was it was just I couldn't wait for it to end fast enough. Like it was just it kept dragging on. It was like it kept going. It's like okay, now they're gonna work on the boat. Now they're gonna they're setting up more struggle, more struggle, more struggle. It's like okay, you've got two episodes left. What are you going to do? Like, give me something here. I think you guys um, lose the metaphor about the boat, though. 
Or maybe this is just no, my, I mean, my I view it. on it. I it wasn't 15 minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, hear me out. I, I get it. Hear me yeah. out. I was saying it felt like it felt like filler. Yeah. I get the point of it. It was them bonding, whatever, yada, yada, yada. But my point is that it was one of two things. Either this was a movie, a two-hour movie that they stretched out to six episodes, or this should have been about a 12-episode deal that they really fleshed out some of these storylines I agree with that half, yeah. Because it's kind of like the same instance where we're looking at, like, we'll take the Avengers as a whole, right? First, they start off as a bunch of piecemeal type of people put together to try and become a team, and then they become a team, and then they fall apart, and then they finally reunite as a team again. Or Sam and Bucky and a lot of the um, really dry comedic banter that they have. If we go back to Civil War and like, can you move up your seat? No. Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> it plays off a lot of that stuff where they're not really friends. I mean, they're, they'll right. put up with each other. And again, this is my take on it, right? So it's like building off of that. And then they establish the fact that they are friends. And then they come together as a team. I think that's where I feel... I feel heartful about it is I can see the growth between these two guys as just like, I want to kick your ass and kick you in the nuts and take off your metal arm. And to the point now where Bucky will 100% stand up for Sam and stand by his side as a partner. I think that part was very well done. I thought the, the, the development of their relationship uh, throughout the series was pretty well done. I mean, we can nitpick that part, you know, as well, but I'm not going to, because I think, again, it was like a B or B plus grade on that. I just think the other stuff was just, was just bad. I think the whole uh, Walker thing of Captain America started off very strong. Hey, look, everybody hates this dude. And that was the whole point. And then, like I said, and what Nate was talking about, then in the end, it's like, oh, all of a sudden he's just 180 and everybody's all accepting of him. And he's like all happy to go, look, I'm the U.S. agent now. Look at me in this uniform. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, who decided in the writer's room that this would be a good, like, all of a sudden flip? I mean, that's like a thing that you've got to flesh out over either episodes or movies for all of a sudden this guy that you built up to turn captain america into a bad guy like that was a bold move to make and i think they did it and then to all of a sudden say oh no he's a good guy after all in like a half of an episode like th- to me that was lame and that was just another example what, of what, I was what would have been writing let me ask you this so if, I, I, I don't know u.s agents history or, or storyline to an extent i'm sure others do but what if he would have killed somebody like he did um when he was actually full-blown captain america would that have made you feel better about his transition that he's still fighting you know the people who have you know the bad guys as we'll call them but he's doing it his way i, I don't understand your question because i don't understand it either. did kill because somebody did he kill somebody you didn't so, watch uh, you didn't watch the whole series i watched the end <laughs> i just don't remember it apparently okay so in episode uh, four uh, I remember killed- he killed somebody then. Yes, yes. Yeah, but I'm yeah. talking about the end when he did this 180 Joey's talking about while he's fighting alongside. But he Bucky wasn't Captain and- America anymore. Right. But I mean, he was still doing his thing. And if he would have been, because US agent is just a darker, not a super powered Captain America, as I understand it. So he, he was just Walker at that point that he was fighting with him. He was in between being Captain America and US agent. Right. But I'm just saying, like, if he would have still been gritty and killed somebody and kind of owned the persona that is going to be him, would that have helped with that adjustment of him? doing the 180 like it wasn't a 180 it would be like let's call it a 100 degree turn he's still 
No, I would have thought okay. it would have been lazy writing too, doing that. Be like, okay. pick, pick a poison. Is he now a good guy or he's a bad guy? I, I get what you're saying. It's like, but he's not the Punisher. Right. Like he's not this like vigilante that like that we get behind as an audience because the you know they've built him up for this persona. It was just too much flip flopping back and forth between who is this guy. Right. And like I said, I would have preferred them to stay him being a bad guy. Like he showed up and like he was trying to redeem himself, but they would have been like, "No, dude, what are you talking about? Don't don't come around here." And then him just being more angry about it and turning on them more. Like to me, that would have been. That would have been better. Like, but oh, he, he was also he doing himself, but he, didn't. he was also doing what he felt was right. So it's like kind of the whole thing with like Thanos, right? Um, he's not the true term villain. He's an anti-hero. So I mean, as much as we wanted to hate Walker's character in this whole series for the first four episodes, I don't want to throw him under the bus as being like a true like quote unquote villain in that respect because as he goes in front of the panel, he's basically snapping back at them and telling them, "I did this, 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 this because you guys told me to." So if anything, he's it's not like he's trying to pass blame and pa pass the buck per se, but um, he is doing what he felt was right as a soldier, having been given xyz directives i'd have been 100 on board with that if that was if they wouldn't have written in the scene where he's literally trying to kill sam and bucky i'd be 100 better about the situation I, I, and i guess maybe that better addresses clint's question like if they would have taken that part out where like he kills the dude realizes what he did and kind of freaks out about it and everything else is written the same way it is as in the story but I, I, I'm finding it hard to believe that he, him trying to kill Sam and Bucky is justified in any shape, form, or fashion, no matter what he thinks in his mind or what the writers set forth to try to put right. out there. Like it was a fight scene for the sake of having a fight scene. Yeah. Right. Like you well, put it in there. Oh, he tried to kill them. Hello. That's the two people the show's named after. And all of a sudden, I'm supposed to be thinking it's okay that this dude, after two episodes... And I, I don't know what the timeline of the series is. To me, it feels like it's it's fairly compact, like maybe within a week's or a month time frame. Um, you can't tell me all of a sudden that that's cool with them, that he tried to kill them. And I, I understand Sam's persona is the one of being, like, a, a accepting of people and the mistakes that they made. But this dude tried to kill you, and he tried to kill Bucky. And well, he did literally kill somebody with the shield that you're supposed to be representing. Part of it was, too, the way he just showed up. He just was like, oh, here I am. Okay, let's do this. You know, again, what I mean? just like, weak writing. Yeah, like they could have yeah. made that a hundred percent better by yeah. just changing one or two things. Let's also yeah. keep in mind, though, that they realize that this version of the serum is highly unstable. So as they approach things with Carly, they know that she's pretty much like a whack job out of her mind. It's kind of giving her the personality that she doesn't normally have, and it's taking over her mind in a way. And if you look at it in that respect, Walker took the exact same thing. So when you take a step back and maybe like off the adrenaline rush, we'll look at it in that respect with Walker, right? Because he's on that high. My friend just died in front of my face. I'm freaking out. Uh, I want to retaliate kind of thing. But when he had the option and the uh, maybe not option, but opportunity to calm down a little bit and think about his actions and what he did and what led him to that point, maybe that's where it comes into play because that's exactly the way that i view it that sam was trying to approach carly at the very end he's like i don't want to fight you i want you to calm down this is not who you are the serum is taking over you let's dial it back 
and to take a moment and breathe. Right. But didn't he and Lamar have that conversation that day and, and talk about how, no, the serum would just make you, would just accentuate who you already are? Yeah. Which I know we all have heard the discussion before, like when you drink, it doesn't mm-hmm. turn you into a jerk. It just brings what was already there out. So to me, like that's who he always was, was he was always a very high strung, going to kill somebody if he needs to because didn't they have a couple of discussions mm-hmm. about the things that they did when they were on tour together i'm mm-hmm. with you there but the reason why i'm trying to look at it from like a broader perspective i agree with you the writing was kind of shit and it was in shambles mm-hmm. there's not a lot of joins connecting everything properly to give the good story but if you take the step back and you think about like the underlying message that marvel is trying to get across within this whole series like obviously one of them is about equality it doesn't matter who has the shield, who's been this, who's been that. I really like, especially the fact now in today's day and age with Black Lives Matter, all the things that have been going on with the AAPI community and like the collective effort that our group did a few weeks ago about just not accentuating one race over the other. My whole approach on this is I want to just see equality, period. So I I went into this show after the first six or first five episodes, especially with episode six being very happy with the way that Disney conducted this. And I'm actually in a way really glad that they delayed the series to this year because it, it was like one of those things I feel like the community at large within Disney's family needed to push out and they needed to present a good face and be a good example for others to be following. So you know me right now, I'm always going to try to look at the positive aspect in it here. And I thought, I thought that message was was great and i thought it was well done considering it was a, a comic book series um I, I i enjoyed that they took some risks like especially the whole scene when they were in isaiah's neighborhood and the cops pulled up on him like mm-hmm. i thought that was a really bold uh move on their part to put that in there and i know it was not very well received by certain people but we can mm-hmm have a separate discussion about those kind of people uh and why they didn't appreciate that but i thought it was good i thought it was very well done i thought it wasn't like too forced down your throat which i know sometimes that's an issue with some um some issues that you know we deal with since in society i I feel like sometimes it's crammed down our throats in in a bad way that turns people off but i don't feel like it was done that way i thought it was presented on on um, both sides, like as far as Isaiah's take on uh, Sam taking over and then Sam's different take on it, like you had mentioned earlier. I, I thought it was very well done. I thought that part of it was pretty well written. Yeah, certain Speaking parts, writing, certain parts were. I, I feel like, you know, uh, the people that get really disgruntled is that they don't really dive into the whole comic universe because there's so many comics are made and there's so many different storylines and different kind of characters with different diverse backgrounds and a lot of people feel like oh because they're doing a you know a black captain america that this never originated it's always been a white one and it's like well if you go back to the comics mm-hmm. there's uh, even even spider-man's it's like there's different diversity of spider you gotta op- kind of open your eyes and realize that this is not being forced down our throat. It's this is way oh, before, yeah, yeah. right? You know, and that's people was, that just don't and, know, and, and, right? And and I uh, I, I try I, I love and see I'm like a a, um, a softy because I feel like 
any DC movie or any Marvel movie, I'm kind of biased because it's kind of like a Broncos fan. I'm, I'm going to support it. And I'm going to like be positive about it because um, I, I, I love that they're bringing these to this uh, cin- cin- uh, I can't even talk. cinematic uh, cinematic. Features. Sorry. You're good. You go. Can't even talk. Um, you know, screen because, you know, years past, we would never get this, this amount of you know, movies or series because it was kind of upon. So I'm enjoying every single minute of this. And uh, yes, it was kind of sad that they rushed it, um, you know, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad they, they showcased it because it gives a, an eye opener to people that don't know about the history of the Black mm-hmm. Captain America. Yeah. Well, I mean, like it or not, it's part of it, you know? Yes. And that story's been around forever. And you got you to either deal with it or go away. Those are your two choices. Right. Right, exactly. You know, so uh, I do like I appreciate what Disney was trying to do, and I do understand the message that they were trying to get across, and I, I think they did a good job of getting it across. I just felt that I found the last episode when they were that speech that Sam had at the end when he's talking to the senator, talking to um, like when they're just you know the fighting's over, they're, they're, everyone's kind of splitting off, and he's just mm-hmm. like explaining how this is how a black man is seen in America. Like you now understand how they have to live every single day. If he just led with that, I wouldn't have been so bored with his speech. It, and I get what he was saying, but he just kept dragging on and they had mm. to like break it down to like every single little point. And it was just like, maybe it to me, like that was just like, it could have been a lot more effective if it was a more to the point. This is what, I'm going through. This is what you went through. This is how we are the same. And he could have said that, and he could have saved five well, minutes of standing there and, and you know going in Nate, a circle. Nate, I, I think, and you're lucky. I think that 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 was made for America. That whole speech true. was made That's for true. the shit right. that America that is going through. Yeah. You don't have that shit where you are. <laughs> so at least not to the extent where you we do. So right. I think that was right, more right. written for the American audiences. To be honest, right. yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was a little long winded, and it did go long. But I think some of the points made were really good. In fact, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you guys were talking about the villain. I think the government was part of mm-hmm. the, the main villain in all this at the end. I almost said that earlier when he asked, mm-hmm. and then I was like, eh, I'm going to go with scrolls. <laughs> no, because it, it, it pushed it pushed everybody in different directions. It rests right. with, it really with did. Sam and, yeah. and, uh, and uh, why can't I think of his name? Bucky. Um, yeah, Bucky, thank you. It messed with Carly and the Flag Smashers. It messed mm-hmm. with Zemo. It messed with everybody. So the government was really the villain here, and that's mm-hmm. why that speech was so important. Right. Um, but anyway, I know we're running a little on time, so I'm kind of going to steer the direction here a little bit on something I really want to talk to. And that is some of just the foibles in the writing, like you said. So I got a, I got a couple questions. My first one is at the end, this is the very end, the the remaining flag smashers get into the, we'll call it police vehicle, and the police officer gives them their saying, you know, one people, one whatever. One world, one people. One world. Yeah, one world people. And then it blows up. Yes. Yeah. So did they die or not? Yes, the yeah, guy that they sent to the old butler. man. Zemo actually that was Zemo's okay. butler dude, and he set yeah, up. Because I didn't know yeah. the way I read that is he's after that police officer said that the car blew up. They were presumed dead. Zemo smiled because now he's got some super soldiers to work with. No, no, no. He okay, no. okay. Let's be clear. He mm-hmm. does not want super soldiers in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. His whole mission not... in Winter Soldier was to kill them all. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm with you now. That's okay. why he smashed all the vials. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, just making sure I understood that. I think that was a little confusing. And again, that's because of the shitty writing. Um, the other thing that really bothered me 
at the end of episode five, first of all, there's a fucking app for <laughs> Flag Smashers. I don't know if you look up Flag Smashers on the app store and it shows up or how you get it. But anyway, she rings in the app and basically the whole damn park, which I'm guessing was Central Park, and so many other stand-up start walking to them. Where, ha- where were all these people the whole time? Because there's like a million people in the park and then episode six and there's like five of them. You know what I mean? Like if all these people were involved in the cause, where were they? Yeah, but were all of them willing to to go to that next step as far as violence and all that stuff, or they were just part of the cause? Eh, we'll donate. Uh, what's your what's I, your uh, GoFundMe? We're gonna the donate fact that they got bucks. up, stood up, and started walking towards her made me think they were willing. They were all in. You know what I mean? Like it's not like they were like it's not like she sent out an email saying you haven't donated yet. What's your problem? Instead, she sent an app and everybody started walking to her. So you think about like the terms of protesting, right? There are some people. I mean, I don't want to make this political, but we'll think back what happened on the sixth. Right, right. There are some people that were there that were like one hundred percent against defacing and desecrating the Capitol. They just wanted to be there and show support for the cause. So it's like. 50, 50, not maybe the, not 50, but that's 50, not 50, but, that's yeah. not what I don't think they they alluded to. Like if they would have if they would what if they should have done instead of having everybody stand up and start walking is they should have just had the beeps and people looking at their phones and that's it. Like just to know that there are these many people who are involved and there's this group of people that still wants them to succeed. But instead they had them all you know like almost like hypnotized start walking towards you like they're willing to give up their lives and then they just went away. I think it's another one of those writing loopholes or or them not tightening things up. I think it would have been a cool thing at the end mm-hmm. to maybe show like a variety of different like cutaways to different places across the world where these groups were still kind of, you know, mobilizing and doing stuff. And then I think maybe that would have tied it back to that app scene in the park that you're talking about better. Yeah, um, maybe. And, and I, I, I get what you're talking about. It's just, it just, again... Yeah writing well, issues and i guess i guess we're supposed to assume that there are still people who are going to fight for this cause they just no longer have any super soldiers i don't know about that i don't like, yeah. i don't okay. know if there's not more of them out there because there's one kind of the pressure we know that there's uh, one still alive that's the guy that was flying the chopper that some sam knocked out and then they asked him to go rescue him because he was in the harbor right but he's but still alive he's, okay yeah okay well as far as we uh, know he's still alive and I don't think they need to continue this this thread. Like, I don't think it needs to be, oh, let's bring up super soldiers again as a as a thing that we've got to deal with in another movie or in another mm-hmm. series. At least I hope it's something that they kind of just just drop. Um, right. But I don't know. They've kind you know, of written to the point that they're going to drop it, though, because you think about, we'll just say um, Agent 13, right? Sharon's, whoever presumes her identity at the moment, as she's on the phone and she walks away, she's already saying that super soldiers aren't really a thing anymore so the way i take that as a fan is that they're moving past the the introduction of any more of these types of individuals within the universe and it's more going to be like a hydra working in the shadows type of like entity of an enemy as opposed to some you know just couple of super powered ones that you have to deal with right or at least that's kind of the way that I, uh, i i took it Gonna have to have the assumption as well that if Hydra infiltrated Shield, there's a pretty good chance they've infiltrated Sword. You know, and we haven't heard much about Sword yet, but it was introduced obviously in In WandaVision, uh, WandaVision, and it is gonna be something going forward. They make a lot of references to space. Phase four is gonna be very much about cosmic and magic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're 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 definitely gonna see more of it. 
another another issue I had, I I didn't I didn't like Harley's death. I thought it was very mm. just phoned in. Mm-hmm. No, I got shot. That was it. Yeah. I mean, I've jumped off buildings and I can beat up super soldiers, but I got oh, I got shot in the gut. I'm dead. Uh, she's I not disagree. dead. Though. I don't think she's dead. He is. They well, they carted her off, and there were paramedics there. I don't think she's dead. They didn't cover her up, like you know what I mean. Like they didn't give her a that's, formal that's a, death. Death. That's a valid point, but Sam did say that her death. He he acknowledges mm. that during his little speech. So I guess mm. it could be misdirection, right? But to your yep. point, yes, it's not like they put her in the body bag and carted her. She got carted. Well, off. And I disagree with well, with it because I think it was a, is like showing. Oh, hey! You thought this was the the big bad of the of the mm. series? Boom! She's dead with a gunshot. Here's the big bad of the series. No, I, I understand Carter that. Slash scroll, but it just it just was just so anticlimactic. I felt like for all this, all this going on, and how you yeah. Know, she, again, just, I'm not going to fault you on that. I think that's a writing thing too. Yeah, I do. They, I'm not saying I'm not saying it didn't make sense for the story. I'm saying it just was lame because, like I said, you know, she she broke Red Wing, or I'm sorry, Little Wing. You know. Who's ever done that? Red Did you say Little Wing? His <laughs> name is Red Wing. Yes. <laughs> but she broke that. Wing. Yeah, what? she broke. You know, she didn't want any flats, so she went with the wings. But anyway, she <laughs> she destroyed it, and then you know that. Oh damn, she's badass, and then she got shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying the one it, thing. Go ahead, Andrew. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say the one thing I do love about Marvel is that it, it takes a four year process to realize what they're doing, and I think this is gonna be a four year process to see what they're. Oh, really doing totally. Because obviously right. we heard the news of Captain Four, uh, Captain America Four coming out, and is that gonna tie in with Carly? Uh, you know, is that gonna the Super Soldier? Is that mm-hmm. gonna come back? You know, and it, it's just like I think there's so many metaphors and so many in. Easter egg, Easter eggs are are in these shows that we overlook now, but two, yeah. four years down the road, oh, I forgot about that. Well, there's yes. no chance they're done with Zemo and everything. Oh else. yeah, Zemo. Yeah. They're not so. done with Zemo yet. To right. Andrew's point here, let's think about back when they did Age of Ultron, and as we now know, Fury was likely a scroll at that point. Mm-hmm. He gives the speech. Now that now here we are back on Earth with only our wits and our will to survive. Nobody caught on to the back on earth thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody caught on to it back then, but mm-hmm. fast forward four or five years. And now you understand Fury was probably a scroll. He was eating a sandwich that was cut diagonally. So yes, we might think it's lame, but if you look at Marvel's <laughs> history and their legacy for what they've done to misdirect us and cause us to like grief, cause us grief, this is, is one of those points. 100%. Yeah. Um, I the do whole thing with even that, like uh, Tony's, Tony's arm was always in a sling. His left um, arm from the first movie was always in a sling. That was the longest running Easter egg in the MCU. Sorry. Hmm. The I, was gonna use, I, I, I just wanted to say real quick is the King Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, I I kind of like had a little joke with this is that when uh, Sam's ironing the the shirt, I was thinking of the the iron was silver and the board, you know, and I was tying into the Phase Four, maybe Phase Five, Silver Surfer. So I was thinking mm-hmm. that maybe that would be like a little Easter egg that that's going to be the next transition of this, like we're talking about magic and cosmic. You know, I think that's kind of like a little innuendo, just food for thought. Yeah, you never know. There's Easter eggs they drop everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be pretty awesome, honestly. Pretty cool. Yes, I so, agree. 
overall, right. like, what did you guys think of the show? Like, as I know, it's not, it wasn't a, um, it wasn't a WandaVision because it felt like, in a way, that kind of hurt what Falcon and Winter Soldier was because yeah. everyone was expecting this giant spectacle after, um, after WandaVision. And I think, um, I've talked to a few people about Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's like it plays out more like a movie. So if you watched all of it at once, it would make a lot more sense and you it's much more enjoyable i feel like than the episodic like wandavision was where wandavision was very contained with each episode it did forward the story along each episode but it was like every episode was like it could very well stand on its own whereas a lot of the winter soldier i don't oh, sorry a lot of the falcon yeah falcon winter soldier could not stand on its own as by itself like i think you need the whole body of work to really understand um like what was going on yeah, well, I'd agree with that. I'd agree. I mean, it was still entertaining. And I mean, you know, you, I think when it comes to certain things in, in any comic book movie you got or show, you got to just let things go. Um, I enjoyed when I watched it the first time. And of course, we're getting critical as we talk about it. But when I watched it, I actually enjoyed it. There were times I was like, this is going a little long. Um, and Joey brought up the good point, you know, make it a two hour movie or a 12 episode saga. But don't the six wasn't the right number. And I 100% agree with that. But I still enjoyed it. Now, was it my favorite? No. Was it as good as WandaVision? No, but I still enjoyed it. I'd recommend everybody watch it, especially if you want to keep track and keep going with the MCU. It's interesting. I actually liked this more than WandaVision. Well, this was more of traditional Marvel, so that makes sense. I'm not think... looking at it in that respect, and I understand where people were looking at WandaVision and each episode being contained in its own, but it also affords all the information onto like a bigger story. But mm -hmm. I guess for me... It gave a lot more backstory to people like Sam and to Bucky and to Zemo. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to what's going to happen, obviously, you know, in phase five and how these are going to plant Easter eggs and plant roots for every, everything that's going to happen down the line. Um, while we realize it or not, the fact that Don Cheeto had a cameo in the first episode, these mm -hmm. events are going to provide some foreshadow into what's going to happen in Armor Wars as well. I did like I did like more Sam's story for sure because he you know he hasn't had a movie yet so it was definitely time for him to get a little yeah, more. I don't remember which of you brought it up earlier, but I really really liked the fact that it humanized Bucky. You know, mm -hmm. to to see him mm -hmm. like break down and cry and just realize that that part of him that he had no control over is now in the gone. process of being. Yeah. It's not completely gone. Obviously, it's he still has the memories of what he did, but it's it's being taken away from him and he's now more in control of his demon. So if you oh, segue towards like, um, to like how Tony is right. Tony was about conquering his inner demons and becoming a better person. And I see that similar type of storyline within Bucky's character. And I'm excited to see what they're going to continue to do with him going forward. Mm -hmm. Ditto. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Any, any I, final I, thoughts? I love, yeah. love because uh, it was just uh, a series that we needed in this time of in our country of in America just because of the the what do you call uh, the lack of diversity I would say yeah. there's mm -hmm. a lack of diversity it, it, it brings a little about the Marvel universe and the DC, well Marvel universe I should stick with that is that 
it you could relate to a character, you know, and I was telling Ryan this is like I'm a big Iron Man fan, so I, I still hold WandaVision higher just because I, I know there's ties to Iron Man with that with vision. So with this one, it was still good, but I wouldn't rate it higher than WandaVision just because of not only the length, but I I feel like that they could have um extended the more time on it. Instead of thirty seven minutes, I felt like they could have done an hour for each episode and probably been better off doing that instead of doing 37 37 37 and then the final ones going 50 and then an hour for the last two episodes so um but i'm thankful for it uh especially in this time of still going through quarantine i really thankful that they released this and were able to watch stuff at home yeah mm-hmm. the, the the way i'm measuring which one i like better is which one would i be willing to watch again and i'd be more willing to watch wandavision than i would falcon and the winter soldier like I liked WandaVision that it was a slow burn and it really made you uh, invest in it for it to pay off. Whereas I felt at some point Falcon and Winter Soldier was kind of the opposite. Like they had like all this stuff that they were throwing at you right away. And then it just kind of trailed off to me at the end. And that's to me where the the writing got the weakest was in the last couple episodes. I know that's kind of contradictory to what, some of you have said, I, I, in fact, I think Nate said episode five and six were, were pretty fantastic. I would I would argue that that's kind of where it started to, to, to lose mm-hmm. a step to me in episodes five and six. So I don't think I'd be watching it again unless like Captain America 4 came out. And I was like, ah, let me kind of refresh my memory as to what happened. But then again, Marvel does things so well. I think they'll tie things in throughout other TV series and movies that come out before then to where you know, that's, that's not going to be necessary. So I'd give, I'd give WandaVision probably a B plus or a minus. Whereas with Falcon, I'd probably give it a C or C minus. Wow. Cool. Yeah. You're a tough grader, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it, it's, it's definitely not up there as far as my top Marvel series. You know, what it kind of reminded me of, uh, was, uh, agents of shield to where it had some, some really good moments and some really good, uh, plot points and then at other times it was just kind of weak to a certain extent yeah. the last few um, i know the last few seasons of it which i didn't watch really fell off so i started losing interest in it but i was a diehard fan for that show i remember i, <laughs> I remember going to sdcc in 2015 right in the middle of all of that and um the episode this is before sdcc that year but the episode before uh, winter soldier came out and how it picked up right after so it's like if you had to be keeping up with the series in order to actually understand all the events that led into what happened in winter soldier and then it immediately caught up after that Flint, what are you what about you um like i said i it, it was good it was entertaining um i i think i like well i liked wanda mission more of course but um you know, it, it, this was an important part of the story. This was a, an experiment for them to do it this way. I mean, Marvel TV shows have not been, or excuse me, MCU television shows haven't been something that's really got, you know, off the ground. I really hope they learn a lot from this. Uh, what they, what, I mean, there were a few things that went right, but there were a lot of things that went wrong. Uh, the casting, I think, was really good. You know, give them a lot of credit for that because MCU keeps doing that. But, um, you know, maybe as they come out with all these other shows, they think they can learn and adjust and really, really nail it on the head for the future because this had some flaws but um you know overall i'm glad i watched it 
Do you guys know if there were any plans when this originally was slated for release last year, if it was supposed to be more than six episodes? Because my concern here and all like, you know, our, our negative visions on what's transpired within these series, I wonder if in any way, shape or form, they were supposed to have been longer. But due to COVID and everything that happened last year, they had to condense it down. Because it's like, we think about it this way, right? If you look at Justice League versus the Snyder Cut, it's almost a completely different film. So I'm almost wondering, because of constraints with time, and they knew that they had all these other series lined up. Like, example, Loki's coming out in a few weeks already. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that had anything, anything to do into the fact where, like, it looks like shitty writing, but maybe they had to cut parts out of it that just didn't mm-hmm. make the most sense at the time. And, I, you know, I, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here because I like the show, and I see where Joey's coming from with the lack of writing, but it's, like, almost as if blocks were taken out strategically for some reason. I would argue no. And the reason I'm saying that, and I could be dead wrong, the reason I'm saying that is because as soon as WandaVision was finished with its run, it faced some criticism too, uh, much along the same lines. And they were pretty quick to come out. Uh, I don't remember who it was that first came out. It may have been whoever the writer was for it, or maybe in Feige himself, I don't remember. They were pretty quick to come out and point to the fact that COVID did play a role in them having to cut out some of the things that they were planning on doing. I've not heard anything come out yet this weekend besides the announcement that Spellman was doing Captain America 4 with Sam and that there was going to be a Captain America 4. So I'm almost willing to bet that there was not really any major changes because of the pandemic and because of scheduling changes on the show. Well, we also know that Disney's not always going to be forthcoming with these kinds of things because they're keeping it close to the best. They seem to be, though, when there's criticism involved. They seem to like to come out and justify, you know, the negativity. Oh, well, th- it's, this happened because we had to do this. We were forced to do this. Because, it's like quality like you said, control. You know, you got to yes, use your shareholders exactly. Their business. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think if they did have an excuse for it, because it's getting panned pretty hard uh, by, a lot of, by a lot of critics for what happened. Basically, a lot of the same stuff that they're that they're mentioning. So I have a feeling if they did have a built-in excuse for it, that they would come out and say that, that, Oh, Hey, this is the reason why this happened. And I have not heard anything so far this weekend. About yeah. it. I just wish the general public, rather than demeaning them for the shortcomings that they see within the film or the, in this case, a show that they would look at it more. Let's be thankful that we actually got this after a year's lapse in anything Marvel related. Cause to me as like a, giant fan of everything that they've done so far over the last now 11 years 12 years i'm thankful that we're continuing to get legacy upon legacy upon legacy that's going to continue to go and continue to grow from here and it's just really exciting to see what's going to come later this year from black widow when immortals Mm -hmm. comes out and down the line once we actually finally do get to see the mcu iteration of the fantastic four which I know that I thought in some way, shape, or form, Sokovia would have some sort of tie to Latveria, which I was debunked completely there. I was stretching very far for that. That's a Mr. Fantastic reference for all of you guys that missed my joke. <laughs> but, I, yeah. I, would, I would say the opposite. I would say Marvel needs criticism. I mean, it's the same thing, yes. you know, in the workplace, Ryan, which I'm, I mean, all of us, you know, have professional lives. You know, constructive criticism is just part of it i mean we can think we're doing a great job all along and then our boss comes in and, and it's like 
eh, well, you know, you're not actually doing this as, as well as you can, or you're not doing this how we, how we want you to, you know, and to a certain extent, I know we're kind of the customers for Marvel, but at this, but on the other side of the coin, we're, we're kind of the, the managers that they've got to please if you think about it that way. And, mm -hmm. and if you're not putting out a product that people enjoy, you know, I would think as a movie studio, you would want to know that to, to figure out what worked, what didn't work, and then just kind of build from that. Now, I also understand what you're saying. We shouldn't just be looking to knock stuff to knock stuff. Um, but I think there's valid concerns that people have with, with the series that, that can be addressed and can be tightened up and make either season two of this and or Captain America 4 that much better because of it. I get, one thing, I get that. One, yep. one thing uh, I think, and I agree with Joey 100%, but one, and to, the example of that is the DC EU. I don't think they've ever taken the criticism nope. of the fans and said they just keep doing what they want to do and it keeps not working. It's like, that's the definition of insanity. I um, think Thor is a perfect example. Thor Dark World, probably one of the worst Marvel movies. In my mind, Thor Ragnarok, which followed it, one of the best Marvel movies. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and then I mean, and things in between that were better. Like as long as as long as they learn from it, you can you can smile and say, okay, it wasn't my favorite. I mean, Hulk even. Even the Incredible Hulk, mm -hmm. you know, had some good things, but they learned from it and adjusted. As long as they keep doing that, the fans will be happy. I'll be happy. Yeah. Well, they, though, one the, the reason why I bring up what I bring up is, and this doesn't mean like within our group of five here or within our extended group of friends, but I feel like the generation under us, the ones that are always on social, always running their mouth about things that they dislike. Um, it's like Mike Tyson said, people are too comfortable with running their mouth and not getting punched. Yeah. You Especially know, on social media, you're not wrong. Yeah, and that that's the reason why I keep coming back to this is like I know that there's a lot of people that have like basically dragged a lot of dragged a lot of the stuff that Marvel's been doing over the last few years through the mud initially. But then when you look back three years later, they praise it. Right. Right. So that's where I'm at right now. And I'm not just seeing this as a fan, but also as like an optimist. That's just the way I look at life. And I'm trying to be like the opposite side of the coin in this um conversation here. But I just wish some people that were in that mindset would take a minute, take a breath, you know, let that super soldier serum wear off of you, let your adrenaline drain <laughs> out and think about the storytelling that's going on and why they're telling things the way they are. Is there shitty writing? Yes, I agree. Is there shortcomings? Yes, but there's too many people that focus on that. And I'm just saying, let's focus on the opposite side. That's just the way I look at things. But I mean, it, it, it is a good effort. If they learn from it, I'll be happy. They will. That's one thing. That's I'll all, be happy. Let's all agree. Marvel has been very good about learning from stuff. I would agree. They've that. progressed so much over the last 12 years. Definitely. Definitely. So that was fun. Well, it's <laughs> a lot. Yeah, that was, that was a, to digest. A, a, a fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot. There's just, yeah, I think there's just so much in to to go from like we're going to get another 10 years of Marvel movies and there's, we're going to have these discussions over the next 10 years about what we liked and what we didn't like. And we're going to keep, we're going to keep, we're going to keep doing this because this is what we do. And I do enjoy um, kind of under hearing the, the perspectives from, from each of you guys, because it is different, right? Like we, we each have our own experiences. We each see the world and see these shows through our own lenses and through differences um, so it's always nice to sit down and, and chat about them and um, just to get a, a differing opinion. Um, and like I said, for me, like sometimes I'll go back and I'll watch something and I'll be like, you know what? 
maybe this wasn't as bad as I thought it was initially, but you know, you need to give some time um, in between before you do that. Right. Like Iron Man three for me was a big example. It was like, I didn't like it the first time I watched it a few years later. I watched it again. I was like, Hey, this wasn't as bad. So, you know, if you didn't enjoy it, take a step back. Like Ryan said, maybe give another try. Maybe you'll find something you missed or, you know, you have a different understanding of it when you, when you go through it a second time and yeah. um, you can find enjoyment out of it. And if not, Hey, that's cool too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, if anything, try to think about the underlying context of what they're trying to communicate through you within the story. It's not just always about action and about a superhero blowing something up, even though we all love it when Iron Man blows stuff up or when, when Hulk smashes things, you know, et cetera. Yeah. It's like they're, it humanizes them. And like to go back to one of the underlying things I spoke about today, Iron Man 3 in specific is like really telling Tony's story about growth. And I think that's where a lot of people that don't like the film initially, I think that's where they miss it. Yeah, I agree with you, Ryan, because that's what I appreciate Iron Man even more. Just yeah. understanding the whole it, whole work. Yeah. And I have I have a group of friends that are, are diehard comic book readers, and when they see these Marvel movies, they're so critical of them because they're like they're not to the T of the comic. And I tell them like, guys, Kevin Feige has come out and said that he's not trying to go word for word on the comic they're going to do their adaptation of this movie and i go into that mindset of every show or every movie of like i i'm just gonna admire while working on production myself i just admire the hard work of the people from the boom mics to the the writers i have appreciation just because i know how, how much hard work it goes into that and so for me i'm always gonna always take the positive outlook you know um and try to be a silver lining guy and I just enjoy it. That's why you and I connect so much, Andrew. Seriously. <laughs> no, I mean, 100% because I view, I try to view oh, things yeah. the same way. And that's why we have these kinds of conversations and why we tend to have the same wavelength. Although I seem to be the only one within this group of five that liked Falcon and Winter Soldier more than WandaVision. But that's just me. But that's not surprising either. I think, yeah, yeah I don't think anybody's surprised by that. And that's okay. You're allowed to have an opinion, right? Everyone is a fan of something, right? Mm -hmm. It's true. Exactly. Except Thor or Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Of course, nobody who likes that is listening after Nate threatened him. So yeah, I think after... we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week to our uh, Falcon Winter Soldier chat. If we spoiled anything for you, that's on you. We warned you. So I'm sorry if you if we ruined something for you, but we told you to, to pause the episode. Um, Andrew, thank you for joining us this week. Um, is there anywhere we can find you on Twitter or Instagram or any social platforms? Uh, yes, you can find me on Instagram, uh, True Blue Productions, uh, T R U B L U E P R O D U C T I O N S. And on Twitter, I am at Hey Coach T. Uh, I do a lot of fun little posts of Marvel sports and Funko. So keep it positive. There you go. Cool. There you go. There you go. Awesome. I just wanted to be cool too. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for again for listening this week, everybody. Uh, quick rundown of our schedule for this week. Uh, we've got Ryan probably streaming Monday, Thursday, Saturday, uh, work depending for him. Uh, he'll probably be playing some Warzone. Although the Warzone update came out recently. Yeah, so. it's been fun. Yeah. So he'll be on that probably. Uh, so there's sure Zambies. 
no zombies on the map no anymore, zombies? but it is the uh, the whole map is set back in the 1980s now, so it's a whole different feel oh. to everything. So it's it's been fun. Yeah. Won't you forget about me? hungry eyes? <laughs> yeah, see. <laughs> Uh, uh, keep track of Ryan's schedule on Asian Tony Stark. That's on Twitter. Uh, Tuesday night, we'll have Clint on the Dorksman channel at twitch.tv slash the underscore Dorksman. What's what's happening this week on Tuesday, Clint? Trying to continue our quest through Super Mario 3D World. It's going to be awesome. uh, hilarious as watching us fail miserably, so please come watch and yes, laugh. Please, please join us on Tuesday night for that. Uh, as usual, Friday nights, we have our Dorksman game night. Uh, I think this week is, this upcoming week is Clint. We'll be yep. hosting. And we we'll are, to... and, and I downloaded Jackbox 7, so we will be playing Ooh. the newest version. Jackbox 7. So come awesome. play. Yeah, please, please come join us. We do enjoy your company. We do have a good time on Dorksman game night. Um, so if you missed out on the beginning of the episode, please go back and listen, because Clint goes into very good detail about why you should be listening to this episode and mm-hmm. what you need to do. Uh, ahead of episode 100 if you want to win a spot on episode actually you need to do it this week so you need to do it before Ooh, we do it before we get episode uh what is this 90 this is 92 90, before 93 so you got to do it before we release 93 because we'll announce yeah. something then yeah cool so make sure cool, you do cool. that uh as always follow us on twitter and instagram at the underscore dorksman um yeah check us out on cross the streams Along with our other friendly fun podcasts like Three Beers and a Mic and the Dan Aykroyd podcast, among others. So check it out. Do it. Leave us or a review. Clint, or Clint will be mad. He just hit himself. That's right. He, that's how Do it again. Just, do it again. Do it harder. Harder. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. I, I was trying to think of something to fall down to make it look like I knocked myself out, but I couldn't find anything heavy enough. Are you that Chris Farty now? Jeez. <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. That's it. All right. Well, thank you again for everyone joining us. Thank you, Andrew, for being with us today. It was a fun talk. We'll uh, have to try to get you back for some more Marvel discussion at some point in the future. You have about 10 seconds to come up with a sign off if Clinton didn't already warn you. (laughs) I didn't talk to him this time. This was Ryan's. Or Ryan didn't warn you. You got you got something? You got a you he's got, got something. He's listened enough to know that there's a sign off at the yeah. end. Okay, there we go. All right, right Andrew. Link twice for <laughs> yes. yes. Sure. Okay, yes. just make sure. All right. All right. Thank you everyone again. Uh, I believe four times. So he <laughs> really has speaker. one. Got it. I'm always angry. We've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Word, homies. Please no gang signs. Bye from the finest of finest.